Tampa, Florida. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good morning. It's Chickie Fitzgerald, and this is a special edition of Solutions Live. And we are going to be talking today about the importance of working on your business as opposed to just working in your business. And I'm waiting for my uh, co-host Chris Bradshaw to join me. But uh, while we're waiting, the reason for this special show is today is the final show of this season of Solutions Live. It is Thursday, the 28th of May, and uh, it is the last day of school. So I am going to spend the summer uh, focusing on not only my children, but on taking a look at uh, the full breadth of uh, business opportunities that I have uh, laying out in front of me. And part of that has to do with uh, taking a little bit of a breather from doing eight radio shows a week and figuring out uh, what to do in the fall uh, and what direction to take with the show. Uh, on Monday of next week, I am launching a new venture called Word of Mouth Media, and uh, I'm going to be hosting a three-week uh, session for uh, a book club going over a book called Social Traffic, and I'm really looking forward to that and have been working with this group, uh, which is called Social Traffic, for the last five months, getting really deeply embroiled uh, in the whole social media area, and I'm really excited about uh, helping other folks understand how to navigate uh, what I call word-of-mouth media, and uh, I'm really looking forward to getting uh, insights from my colleagues about that. Um, the whole notion of working in your business and, and what that means, particularly for an entrepreneur, is typically we see people who come out of corporate America and who are uh, you know, completely uh, uh, enthusiastic about taking what had been their corporate capability, uh, you know, whatever they were really good at in their corporate life, and then going out and making a living uh, doing that. And uh, you know, quite often you will see people who were – uh, really good analysts or, or technical individuals, uh, you know, who go out and become consultants and, and hang out their shingle. Um, and uh, again, you dive right in, you get your first contract. Uh, typically, before you're even done with that one, uh, you may have another one. Pretty soon, you're too busy to think about how to manage the mechanics of the business. And uh, so it, it's really important uh, as you're, uh, particularly if you've already jumped into a business like I did uh, with Solutions Live back in January, to actually sit back and uh, take a look at the whole business and, and not just the, the parts that you enjoy, but some of the things that you don't enjoy, and uh, most importantly, the business model around it. Otherwise, you might find yourself in the midst of a very, very expensive hobby. So uh, as I mentioned, I have uh, made the decision to take the summer off, and, and one of the things I'm going to do is, and this may sound odd from a radio show, show host, but I'm actually going to sit back and listen to uh, the shows from the last six months. And uh, I've done well over 100 radio broadcasts uh, since I launched uh, Solutions Live on February 3rd. Uh, my uh, first guest was Nancy Widman, who is the head of CBS, or was the head of CBS Radio. And uh, I am looking forward to uh, collaborating with Nancy and also uh, with Libby Gill, who was one of my initial guests, and, and uh, working with them uh, on a coaching basis this summer to uh, find out where they believe uh, that I should take the show. 
So uh, one of the things I'm going to do is is uh, take a listen to all the different shows and pull out the the really important things uh, that were said and and uh, take the time to go back and blog. Uh, about those items because it, it's so easy when you're embroiled in actually doing the show not to take time to really take those nuggets and uh, share those with others who didn't have uh, the good fortune to have the time to listen to the shows. And uh, also I'm going to be taking the step to make all of the shows available individually on iTunes so that those who want to download the individual segments within the two-hour broadcast will be able to do that and, again, to be able to take advantage of, of the content because uh, we had some amazing authors uh, available over the last uh, five or six months of the show. And also, for those of you who were not aware, we also were doing a show called Transition Solutions, uh, did our first uh, show on the Transition Solutions topic back in January, uh, actually launched on the 27th of January, did another series in February, uh, and then uh, did another series just the last two weeks in May. And again, we had amazing authors and experts uh, on the topic of what do you do when you're in transition. So for those who are unemployed, underemployed, uh, those who might still be employed but maybe even considering becoming self-employed, and uh, there certainly is a lot of that going on right now. And uh, those shows in particular uh, also were intended to provide some inspiration because it's, it's a pretty tough time when you're out there trying to figure out how to make ends meet as well as to try to figure out what your next uh, success is going to look like. So, um, again, looking forward to going back and listening to those broadcasts. Uh, I do have a business called Transition Solutions, which is part of the Solutions Media Group. And uh, if you want more information about that, it is located on www transition solutions with a z uh, dot blogspot.com and uh, have put together a, a pretty interesting set of services and uh, some of the services that I've focused on with transition solutions is at the core of what we're going to be doing with word of mouth media as well um, one of the most important things uh, to my uh, thinking right now is the whole notion of your online reputation and I was uh, discussing yesterday with one of my guests the uh, the concept of segregating your online presence. And I know a lot of people in business have focused on LinkedIn and Plaxo for their business persona online and for their networking that they do on a business-to-business -business basis. Uh, and they have reserved things like Facebook and maybe even YouTube and uh, certainly MySpace um, and, and perhaps even Flickr for their photos uh, at interacting with their individual um, you know, friends and, and family. And what I have found is that people who look for your reputation online are no respecter of persons. And uh, I just saw my co-host jump on the line, so let me get her on the air. Chris, good morning. Good morning, and my apologies for being late, but it sounds like I walked into a topic that I'm really interested in hearing about, the whole reputation yeah, management. Absolutely. And, and, you know, yesterday I had the most amazing guest on. His name is Gabe Strom, and uh, uh, he can be found on Twitter at, uh, at Gabe Strom. And he's a, a young guy. I think he said he was 27 and uh, is one of these that has kind of taken uh, online by storm and, you know, has, I don't know, 20 or 30,000 followers uh, on Twitter and 
and uh, has focused a lot on the whole notion of using video uh, and how you use video to market not only yourself and your expertise, but also uh, you know to market your business. And uh, I was just talking before you joined uh, the program about how I am taking the summer off to, to really take a breather and not, not a vacation so much as really dropping back and starting to work on my business uh, in the social media and what I call word of mouth uh, media arena. And I've spent the last five months learning about all those things, and now I need to actually sit back and apply them. <laughs> so I, I know well, yeah, you can appreciate point. that. And, uh, you know, you're in the early stages of working on a startup and, and have been involved in a number of others where, you know, it's so easy to just dive in and start doing and not take the time to really think through each step of the way. Well, and it's funny because, yeah, that that's um i think that's one of the biggest challenges that i usually come across when i start working with a new business is how much running around they've been doing right. and how often much of it is just make work yes <laughs> even though they didn't think so right that that wasn't never their intention um, but that's what ends up happening, and they, you know, they rush out to do things before they've planned and thought it through, and then they've either spent money they didn't need to, or spent money ahead of time, so they have to redo it, right? Or, or are off doing the wrong things because it's that, you know, ready, fire, <laughs> and then aim. <laughs> yep. Well, you know, uh, the um, integrated strategy process that that we do at at the Solutions Group, which you've been a part of, it. You know, one of the most eye-opening things about that integrated planning process uh, to me was when you would go through the whole exercise of, of everybody would lay out in their individual uh, business groups what needed to be done, you know, to get to the end game. And then, you know, we would go through on day two of this process of determining who needed what output. You know, oh, right. So if, if the marketing that. group thought that they were going to put together a marketing plan and, and the finance uh, group was going to put together a business plan and, you know, all the different deliverables, that there was invariably someone working on a deliverable that no one was actually expecting to receive, <laughs> nor did they need it to get, uh, you know, get what they needed to have done. That's right. There was always – and they'd be going, oh, we thought this was so important. And look around. Nobody in the entire room cares if this is ever done. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Well, you know, that always reminds me of I would go into new departments and if there was um, reports and things that we had to do, especially if they were difficult or had to had manual you know, processes involved in them, we would just stop doing them for a while and see if anybody screamed. And right. if nobody asked, then we stopped doing them forever. <laughs> right, right. And actually, it's interesting because on uh, on my show on Tuesday, uh, I had someone on who who spoke about exactly that topic, and uh, you know it was really interesting to think about that. But you know, as I've taken a look back at the last five months of what I've been doing with Solutions Live, it's not so much that I was doing things uh, that I shouldn't; it's just that I didn't have enough hours in the day to do a lot of the things that I should. And so, you know, one of the things that I'm going to be go. doing is, is mm -hmm. dropping back. And, uh, you know, the beauty of uh, this kind of online media is I can actually go back and start back from the beginning promoting all of the individual shows because the shows still exist. Now you can't call no, in live to them. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it really is cool. And also I've never figured out the mechanics of whether I can re-air a show. 
and and uh, you know if I can, then over the summer, you know, I can maintain a, a scaled down schedule where I am just uh, you know re-airing the best of solutions live, and and uh, you know there's a lot of material to draw from because I had a lot of favorite shows. Oh, you had wonderful shows, and that's what I think I love about it. That's why I found it worthwhile to to be a part of it and and do everything because it was like you know it was like for posterity posterity or whatever right right yeah very cool well i'm excited for you yeah and so now i'm taking a look at at uh you know kind of breaking out the individual modules of the show because as you know we uh for the most part we did two hour broadcasts that had four four guests and uh, i'm looking at taking those and and making those available on itunes and and uh, you know, making them available for download uh, individually, which is oh, you know, excellent! Kind of... So you wouldn't have to d- to download the whole hour and a half or whatever it was. Right. You could actually, oh, that would be great. Yes, and you know, I've got some issues to work through with um, our friends at Blog Talk Radio, but you know, I, I really believe that that's what the audience wants. And, uh, you know, I still want to drive the traffic to the Blog Talk Radio site, uh, you know, which is important for that channel to thrive. And I I was talking, um, I I believe it was yesterday on the show with Tiffany uh, when we were talking about social media, that when you set out to look at a a new tool that you want to use, when I tried to find a radio platform uh, to launch the show, one of the things that was the most important thing to me was how much traffic they had. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you and I have both been in the online business long enough to know that there are a lot of, you know, up-and-coming companies that have really, really great ideas, but they don't have a lot of funding. And if you only have 20, 25,000, you know, 50,000 unique visitors, um, unless you've got a really, really strong business model um, or a lot of money in the bank, you know, that's not going to keep a site uh, operational for very long. Right. And so when I looked at Blog Talk Radio and saw that they had close to a million unique visitors a month, while, while that isn't a sustainable number long term, I mean, you really do need to grow that audience, you know, to 5 million and 10 million and, and uh, you know, really make it in, into something that people can't live without, um, you know, but that it is really, really important to look at those tool sets. And, and so I have, uh, you know, worked on finding tools that have a strong funding Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe they don't have a lot of visitors, but you know, if you look up uh, their funding sources, you find out that they've just gotten a five million dollar round, or you know, or the people who are investing in them have a portfolio that really makes sense to be investing in somebody new. And uh, you know, it's it's interesting because you and I are, uh, have both been involved in in um, ventures that have been funded well by you know corporate sponsors. Um, you know, and, and like Travelocity is an example. You right. know, I was at Saber when Travelocity, uh, you know, was actually n- not even a twinkle, uh, you know, in Terry Jones' eye. And, and exactly. you were part of the initial group that actually even had a different name. What was the name of that group? Saber Interactive. That's right. And it Saber was built. Yeah, it was built. It rolled right off support. of your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, you know, at the time, that was a very good name because it was very descriptive and people understood and it was interesting and it, it, it kind of uh, let you know that it was part of the new world, if you will. Right. So, anyway. But at, at any rate, you know, when, when you're with uh, an organization that is really, really well-funded, um, you know, it, the new guy on the block doesn't always get 
the attention they need. And, you know, I went through that when I was at Sabre. Uh, In fact, well, it was a little bit before the Travelocity days when I went out and acquired a company that did expense report processing, which, you know, Mm -hmm. while while not very sexy, was, you know, was a a fundamental service that needed to be offered, uh, you know, in the corporate travel management arena. And, you know, that venture didn't go as well as Travelocity did. Um, You know, we initially got $5 million, uh, you know, to acquire some technology. And I don't remember how much uh, we spent in the ensuing couple of years, but I do know we had a staff of as many as 75 people. And so, you know, you can just do the math on that. (laughs) But at the end of the day, you know, we were fighting an uphill battle on uh, technology permeating the the group that we needed to reach, uh, which yep. was the corporate traveler. And at the time, PCs weren't in every home, and they were barely on the desktop in corporations. So, uh, you know, it didn't succeed. And it's interesting, with the Executive Girlfriends Group, who I've been uh, working uh, a lot on building up that organization, we decided on going with the platform rather than some of the public community platforms, decided to go on a private platform that is actually a part of Saber. And and while Sabre is a very well-funded organization, you know, being funded by uh, private equity companies, TPG and Silver Lake, uh, you know, I still have my concerns, and I love the platform, but uh, having been a small business within a big corporation, I know that that's not the panacea it can seem to be. <laughs> exactly. And when you know that something is not core to somebody's business, right. That, I think, is part of what always concerns me about certain, you know, new projects. You're like, okay, how much time and attention is it going to get if they have to start, you know, focusing a little more? Absolutely, and and you just gave me another C. I I don't know if you remember the show we had after uh, interviewing Don Russell and talking about the different C's that make up success. You know, that there's more than two C's, and so being core is another one. (laughs) So, you know, again, I, I was talking about uh, just my own businesses, and I, I met yesterday with a guy who's a corporate coach. Uh, he's got a, a – well, uh, we actually interviewed him, Kevin McCarthy. Uh, his business is called On Purpose. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, I went over to Orlando and met with him yesterday, and he said, well, how are you doing? And I said, you know, it's interesting because I I, uh, I know that focus is a really, really important component of success, and I'm, I'm feeling very, very scattered right now because, uh, you know, for financial reasons, I'm having to go back and focus on consulting, and I'm very, very fortunate that all of a sudden kind of the consulting floodgates are, are beginning. Well, I wouldn't say floodgates. The trickle gates are opening. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I've got some uh, consulting uh, for the early summer, and I'm going to spend some time with my kids. But, you know, at the same time, I've got uh, all of these different ventures that are pulling at me. And I, I was talking to uh, a woman who we're going to have on the Executive Girlfriends Group call uh, in a couple of weeks uh, just before this uh, show, and, and she said, well, you know, what what is it that, that you're wanting to focus on? And I said, well, you know, I know I need to focus on where I'm most passionate because that's where I keep getting pulled back to. And, uh, you know, Solutions Live has just been a, a really unexpected passion in my life. Yes. It's, it's, it's quite fun. <laughs> it is. It is. But I'll, I'll uh, have to tell you that I got a note this morning indicating that we, we now have an investor that wants to know how quickly we can ramp uh, Leisure Logics and Road Escapes back up. So, uh, you know, I, perhaps all of this is coming to a head for a reason. Well, there uh, you go. But, uh, That'd be a great you know, problem to have. Well, you know, it would be for, for a couple of reasons. Uh, you know, talking about just diving in and doing something. You know, that venture was one 
that uh, we had uh, immediate momentum from the very first uh, month of the project because we knew we were going to be launching on Travelocity less than six months later. And we right. just dove in, designed, built, tested, redesigned, you know, launched, ran out of money, closed the company. <laughs> and then, you know, it's amazing to me, Chris, it's been 18 months since we closed the company down. Is, is that unbelievable? Oh, wow. I would never have guessed that. I wouldn't, you know, I mean, when I said it out loud for the first time, it's like, oh, my gosh. But here's the cool thing that's happened. I have, even though I haven't been working um, on the business every day in that 18 months, I have had so much time to rethink the business model, oh, the yeah. technology, the user experience. And, uh, you know, I was actually talking to our friend Kit yesterday, uh, uh, and the interesting thing, actually the sad thing, is that out of the core people that uh, we had to let go when we shut the company down, uh, none of them have jobs yet, Um, which which actually could be a blessing because now if we, you know, ramp the company back up, uh, we'll be able to pull back in who, uh, you know, people who uh, know know the product really well. Not only that, but they actually all still believe in it, even though you know the business itself uh, was a failure. Oh, I know what else I wanted to share with you. Um, I don't know if you remember the interview with um, um, Andrea, who wrote the book. Uh, she and her husband, uh, Richard Fenton, wrote the book Go For No. Oh, yeah. I love well, that. I, I bought that book. I have ha- given that book as a gift to people now. I found it. You have to it. buy it online. I found it a couple of days ago, and I had, you know, stashed it away to read, and then I had stashed the stack that it was in away when I was, like, doing one of my cleaning binges where I just <laughs> want to get everything off my desk. And okay. I was looking for it and looking for it, and it wasn't on my bookshelf, and I, I wanted to read it, like, a month ago. But, you know, there's always a time, yep. you know, a, a really right time to read it. And um, so I sat down and read it last night, and it's a you know it's a little seventy I don't know seventy eight page oh, yeah, allegorical it's a quick read. novel. But do you know? And I don't know if you remember this, but the diagram, the very first, and I think there were only two diagrams in the whole book, but the diagram actually shows that we sit in the middle of a continuum, and we believe in in our belief set that success is on one side of us and that oh. failure is on the other side, and that yeah. if we actually run into a failure, we think we've gone in the wrong direction. And so we turn around and we head the other direction hoping to find success when actually the real diagram is a continuum where you are on the left-hand side. Failure is in the middle, and you actually have to push past failure to get to success. Right. And boy, was that timely for me to see that. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, I've had a really great time the last week, and you'll love this because you're uh, an avid reader like I am. I have actually read five business books in the last five days, and one that you absolutely must read if you haven't read it already, uh, and and we interviewed uh, Sam Horn on the show last week. Uh, Sam Horn, who wrote a book called Pop. Yeah, I've got it sitting here on my desk. Yeah, stand out in any crowd, and POP stands for Purposeful, Original, and Pithy. And Pithy is one of my new favorite words. Um, then I read an interesting book called The Offsite, and this came uh, from somebody who uh, we never did interview on the show, but I want to interview them this uh, this fall. His name is Robert Thompson. And, you know, it's actually really, really interesting to read if you've ever run an off-site, which you and I have done a number of those. 
And it, it's kind of the story behind the story of what happens when you walk in uh, to an offsite. And again, whether you're working on leadership or sales or like we always did, you know, going in and helping people with, uh, you know, doing this integrated strategy session, it talks about what's going on behind the scenes. And <laughs> really, really powerful. So since I'm doing more consulting now, uh, that one really hit me. And then um, – uh, I think it was three weeks ago, I interviewed the author of a book called The Genius Machine. Oh. And the genius machine is your head and your brain. And his contention is that you don't really know, and nobody ever really teaches you how to think. What's the methodology behind right. thinking things through? Agreed and so 100%. He has boiled it, yeah, he's boiled it down to the 11 essential things that you need to do. And uh, really, really powerful. Um, so I highly recommend The Genius Machine. The Genius and Machine, very good. Then I jumped right into a book called In Pursuit of Ex- or Elegance. And uh, I interviewed uh, Matthew uh, this week on, on my show, and it's Why the Best Ideas Have Something Missing. And just a very, very intriguing book. I'm actually only about halfway through it. Um, but it was a perfect follow-on to the Genius Machine, and also now I wish I had read Pop after these. Um, but I'm going to go back and read it again, which will make Sam very happy. <laughs> <laughs> she she has uh, become a good friend throughout this. So uh, anyway, and then I've got a couple that uh, folks have sent to me. One called the Innovation Zone, and one called Being Strategic that is sitting uh, and waiting for me for uh, for me to read it. And then another one called Igniting Innovation. So I've got my work cut out for me. <laughs> it sounds like it. Um, but you so, know, what are I, you saying is the right order to read these in? Uh, with pop being last, the genius machine in First. pursuit of elegance, and then pop. Gotcha. And then the others were just kind of an aside of, of books that I was, uh, you know, right. Reading so, along and the those way. are all wonderful. But these, yeah, genius machine. And then once you've read pop. You know, that's the time then to read Go For No, because then you're all prepared. You've got everything all laid out, and then it's time to just, uh, you know, to just go after it. Gotcha. But, you know, again, uh, I I just am so grateful for the last five months of my life. And if I had set out to meet 100 influential people in five months, there's no better way I could have done it than, uh, than doing this show. And now to have uh, a bit of the luxury of going back and listening to all those broadcasts again, and this time doing what I wanted to be able to do all along, which is blogging about each one and really thoroughly promoting each one properly, uh, you know, taking the summer to do that. And then, you know, to watch what happens on the numbers, because, you know, at the end of the day, the business model has to come from driving traffic and finding people who are willing to sponsor and, and willing, uh, you know, also uh, just have paid advertising. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's going to be a fun summer. Oh, it sounds wonderful. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining me and letting me uh, kind of come to closure on, you know, it, it, it's <laughs> like it's like sending your child off to camp. You know, I mean, I, I really don't want to say goodbye to the show for the summer, but I know it's it's what I have to do right. to allow it to become uh, what it needs to be. Yep. And uh, I, I was thinking last night, uh, back when I graduated from high school, I actually graduated a semester early, and the teachers were all on strike when I graduated. <laughs> and so 
I never actually went back to school to finish exams or anything. They just mailed me my diploma, and I never went through graduation because they didn't have a ceremony for the middle of the year. And I thought, I can't just end the show without an ending. So thank you for giving me my ending. (laughs) And this isn't goodbye. This is see you later. (laughs) Right, exactly. Oh, exactly. Well, I'm excited, and I can't wait to, to hear and listen when you get back and um, see what you know what you've conjured up in the meantime as well, and really good wishes with um, you know potentially breathing new life into Leisure Logics as well. Yeah, well, thank you so much, and I will keep you posted on every aspect of my life. Okay, <laughs> take care, Chris. Thanks. All Have right, a wonderful bye-bye. day. Bye. Thanks. For more information about Solutions Live, please see www.solutionslive.blogspot.com. That's Solutions with a Z. I trust that today's show provided some information and some inspiration. Go out and begin to leave your legacy today.